Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Hey, welcome to Life After MLM's Lula Rich companion series, Lula Bitch, a place you can come to find all the tea and everything that was left on the cutting room floor. You're about to hear the personal accounts of the people affected by the MLM LuLaRoe. These stories are our own personal opinions, accounts, and allegations of our experiences within the cult. Some stories may be triggering. Please listen at your own discretion. finding people that didn't have groups and we were adopting people into our like mishmash group it was crazy I know and honestly I feel like they spent so much money on like all of the decorations and the different showrooms that had all these big beautiful like um like all these all this crazy decor that they had they had spent so much money on that and they spent so much money on like the the glitz and the glam of it all that like they could have just put a little bit more into actually organizing it and like hiring the correct type of coordinators, like anything, anything that they, it has a lot of potential, but there's like a lot of women going to this thing. They could have broken it up into a couple different weekends. Like there were so many things they could have done that they didn't do. And even after the year before they didn't learn. So it was like, just, and especially with all the exponential growth over that entire year, you would think that, okay, we have so many people in the company now we definitely have to make things a little bit different for this convention, but no, no. <laughs> so I went to that beach party. I didn't get food. Um, and I, I, I hope that this doesn't just sound like bitching because so many people didn't get food, but like, honestly, it was, it was really sad. Like we were all there hot on the beach, just standing in line. Like the entire time I was with a, a group of ladies that I had met and we were kind of just standing in line chatting and stuff. And we were together in that line for like three hours and we didn't enjoy anything else on that beach, just in line the whole time. And then when it was time to leave, because we didn't get food and we're like, well, we're, we just better just go home and maybe we'll like get some food on the way home or something. Cause it's like an hour and a half to get home on the, we, we were like, do we take a bus back? Like, how do we get back? Cause we didn't even know how we were going to get back. I think that like the buses had left or something or like they weren't going to leave for another hour. I can't remember exactly what happened with the buses, but we just Ubered. We're like, we're going to split this Uber and just drive back because this is too much. So, um, just like the wow. uncomfortability of it all and, and how unorganized it was, was really, really disappointing and sad. Um, so we finished that weekend and I decided that I didn't want to be in LuLaRoe anymore. Surprise, surprise. And I was, I told my sponsor, I think at the end of that weekend, I think I told her in person, I was just like, look, I, this was awful. Like, I think you could see that. <laughs> um, this was crazy experience and I, I absolutely can't be in this anymore. At the end of that, I had kind of already decided, like, I think I'm going to join this other company. They look like they've got it, you know, figured out. Um, so uh, at that time, 
they had announced the 100% buyback. And I was like, I got to jump on top of this. I, I absolutely need to leave right now because there were, there were cracks that I had noticed prior. And I was like, I just feel like this isn't right. I feel like it's shady. I had gotten an email that said, Hey, we have this lawsuit going on. It's ongoing. It's not that big of a deal, but um, we have to disclose this to you. <laughs> so seeing like stuff like that come in, it's that just is like, Oh, this is probably bad. Um, and then kind of getting brushed off by the higher ups. Like it's not that big of a deal. Everybody gets sued. You know, no, that's, that's not okay. So I called home office to put in my cancellation and they were like, here's this email address here. You've got to send in an actual like resignation letter and you can't just like resign over the phone. You can't resign over email. You have to send in an actual letter. So I sent in my resignation letter to this email address. And I waited and I waited and I waited and I'm like, I'm reaching out to my sponsors from time to time. I'm like, have you heard me? Do you know like what the weight is on this? And she was like, I don't know. Um, but I know that if you reach out to home office, they may like put you back down at the bottom of the waiting list. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. I don't want to do that. So Wait, I what? Yeah. So, and we, that sounds like that. a punishment for yeah. asking a question. Yeah, me and my sponsor had both heard that. I looked back at our messages. It was like, okay, I, I'm just going to wait on this then. So I wait a couple more weeks and then I call back the home office and um, I'm like, hey, have you received anything from me? I I sent this a while ago and I haven't heard anything from you guys. I'm like, oh, we haven't received anything. What's the email that you send it to our, send it to, to us at? And I, I told her and she's like, that doesn't look like a, a valid email address. Um, here's another one that you can send it to. And I'm like, I just waited like a whole month to send, to like send my res- resignation and receive information back from you guys to get my labels and get the stuff back to you. And you're telling me I have to wait again. And I was like, I just was like, I broke down on the phone with her. <laughs> I felt so bad for that lady, but I felt I was like broken. So um, I sent in my resignation again. And at that point they had said, nope, we're going to decide that things that, you know, are these caveats and stuff. You can't send it back at the full price. You have to have it packaged this way. Um, it has to be bought from us directly, blah, blah, blah. So, so wait a second. When you originally resigned, it was before the 100% buyback was changed and pulled. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They quote unquote lost it. Yeah. And then you once you sign up again by the time that you're even able they're like yeah no that's not even that we're not doing that anymore right so I had sent that email back in and then I reached out to my sponsor because I was like what the fuck is this like how come I'm receiving this information about them not taking my my stuff back at full price what's this about and she was like oh my gosh I don't know you know I know all the the higher ups just had a meeting last week and they swear up and down they know nothing about this and I'm like what <laughs> like what is this is crazy like all these things are coming out and they're doing it so last minute and they're just gonna screw us like this like this feels so bad and so wrong and so I even talked to my sponsor further about it and I'm like, how can you support this company? Like, this is so bad. I even, I like asked her straight up. I was like, how can you support this company? And you're, you're visually seeing what, what it's doing. And, and I don't mean to disparage her at all, but this is what she said to me. She was just like, I like, she, this is not an exact phrase, but she basically said, I haven't been personally affected 
So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, it's blessed me in so many ways. And because I haven't been personally affected, it's, I'm just going to keep doing it. This is, this is the last of my inventory. I'm selling, I will sell it to you for super cheap. And that was it. That was my goodbye to LuLaRoe. So that is my entire experience in LuLaRoe. That is only like chipping the iceberg of all the different experiences of different women that have very similar stories to me. But, and even like things that I can't remember, there's so many things that I can't remember that went on like that I, I just like have push that away to the back, the very back of my mind, because I don't even want to think about it, because there's so much shame around it for me, because <laughs> right. um, I just did not want to hear the I told you so, I was so like, oh, darn it, like, I, I really fell for this so hard, and I felt so guilty, and so bad, and it was so, for me, it was like a lot of shame, and um, in, like, I, I did, I did join Agnes and Dora after that. How actually, long did you last in that one? I want to say like six months. And that was because I just started working at the law office that I was working at. And I, I was, it was taking too much of, of my time to do both. And I wanted to pursue that career versus continuing with the MLM because it was just too much for me. And I had seen what had happened in the past with LuLaRoe and they had a hundred percent buyback. And so I just was like, and I actually had two people under me for that one. I did have, I sponsored two girls for Agnes and Dora and um, neither of them are in anymore. Um, but I, yeah, I was in for like a solid six months. I did pretty okay because um, there was no Agnes and Dora in my area. It was a lot smaller than LuLaRoe. And, um, but the, the stuff was cute. The, the clothes were like pretty quality. I, I rarely had defects. Um, so I really didn't have like too many bad things to say about it when I left. Um, I wasn't one of those people that was kind of fucked at the end because I know that Agnes and Dora is not a thing anymore. They're actually, they closed down. Um, and it was because there was so many issues with other consultants. I really don't know the nitty gritty of that. I know there was some other issues that went on with them. Um, but I wound up getting out way before any of that. So, um, I had quit Agnes and Dora because I wanted to focus on my other career that had, that was happening at the time. And so I worked at a law firm, um, from, oh, I don't know. I think part, part of 2017 into 2018 and 19, I believe, or something like that. And so I was working while all this stuff was happening, um, I was, I, and I enjoyed the law side of that and doing all of that more than, more than the LuLaRoe or the Agnes and Dora stuff. So that's where I wound up going after that. And that's where I still am. So, um, yeah, so I didn't stay in Agnes and Dora for too awfully long. And I, I didn't hate my experience with them, but I knew that they had a very similar, um, what do you call that structure to LuLaRoe so then after the fact I was like yeah that probably wasn't great either <laughs> um and especially now watching back Lula Rich and seeing all of these cult things and all of this like all this indoctrination and stuff seeing all this 
the evidence of all this stuff now, it's like so telling to me, like, oh my gosh, I now know why I was sucked in. I know how come, you know, all of this had to do with, you know, I was in a very vulnerable state and I was immediately drawn to it because it just looked perfect for me. And it's just all this stuff is now coming to the surface and I'm, I'm just seeing it and it's really, it's, it's tough to kind of grapple with now, <laughs> but at least I'm recognizing that I was a part of the problem, but also I got out of it and that, you know, I'm not super afraid to talk about it. Like I know how legal stuff works. Like I'm in that legal field and like, I'm not really super afraid to talk about stuff. Um, this is my actual experience. Like this is how, what I dealt with and it can't really be invalidated because it's true. It's what, it's what happened. So. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people ask me like, are you afraid? And I'm like, I'm telling my story. It's my truth. Yeah. If you want to prove yeah. it wrong, go ahead. But I don't know how you're going to do that. I know. Especially corroborated with so many... by thousands of women. Precisely. That's the thing. And that's how the beauty of um, Lula Rich coming out and finally, we're getting to see all of these things corroborated and, and we're seeing, yes, it wasn't just like the little fish that were struggling, but like the big retailers and coaches and mentors were hopping off the ship because like this thing is going to go down. And when I started seeing like the mentors getting out and some of the coaches and the bigger people, I was like, this is, this is bad. <laughs> so. Yeah. So you kept up loosely and casually on LuLaRoe after you left just what you're saying you know like so who was leaving and who was still in mm -hmm. but yeah. was it not until you watched Lula Rich that you were like oh my god about all of this yeah absolutely so, so how did you even know about Lula Rich I, I think it was like advertised to me somewhere I can't even recall but I remember seeing an ad for it and watching the ad and immediately immediately I was like I have to watch this now <laughs> and I was even like okay so during work I, I work from home like I'm sitting at the desk that I work at so um when I work from home I listen to podcasts during the day or I listen to music because I I need some sort of additional stimulation because I have ADHD and it's just like it works really well for me to have to listen to something at the same time that I'm doing work. And I know that kind of sounds very contradictory, but it just does work for me. So I was like, I'm putting this on. So I just like put it on my desk and listen to it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, just watching the like the shock every time something would go on. And then like listening to the, how flippant, how I, I was like, my blood was boiling because Deanne and Mark were so incredibly flippant in their, like their uh, depositions. I was shocked at how she could just say, I have no idea what the, because of LuLaRoe hashtag is like, I have no idea about all this stuff and, and like plain dumb. And I'm like, lady, I cannot believe this. <laughs> that was like the shocking stuff for me too. Like I had read her depositions, but I had never heard her tone. And yeah. her tone was so cold and calculated, especially when she was like, oh, she only got two likes. That's sad. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I just, it was, just, just it was a, yes, it was a shock to me too. I was like, wow. Yeah. And seeing how Kenny was and how Jordan was like, just, you know, Kenny, when he would get up on stage, he was just a totally vibrant personality. 
and he knew who Sam Schultz was and he knew what he did in the company. And he totally lied in his deposition saying, I have no idea what he did in the company. Like, that's that's a straight up lie. (laughs) So, and actually, it's kind of funny the way Sam was portrayed in the documentary. And some people were just like, yeah, he thinks he's kind of like, he kind of like would hit on the retailers and stuff. We don't know. Um, During convention, I remember posting like a bikini picture of myself at my hotel and he liked it. That's, that's the most I can corroborate to that. (laughs) But I don't know how he, how he was like, and and what the reason was that he was really terminated, but like that, everything behind the scenes was just so sneaky and so like below board and I was just shocked in the, to see all this stuff come out in the documentary that like was just so bad and it really showed like all their true colors and even though we kind of like we know you know we know how they are but like really seeing them in the depositions really seeing them you know even just talk to the Amazon producers and and, like as they're answering questions I'm like oh my gosh (laughs) it's just wild Yeah, it's fun to see like when they think someone wants to talk about them and how great they are compared to someone who's confronting them with their scam and lies. Yeah. It's very telling, I I think. I I just thought it was I thought it was crazy because at first when you first watch the 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 first bit of the documentary, they are like, Oh, we're so happy that you want to hear the real story of LuLaRoe. And I'm like, Mm. I feel like it's going to expose a lot more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was just really telling. And, and I was just so incredibly pleased that finally like a big corporation or a bit, I don't know how you would describe Amazon, but like someone who was a big deal was going to expose LuLaRoe for all the, all the, you know, downfalls and the pitfalls and all of the stuff that we had to go through as retailers and we had no voice for. Um, so it was just so good and finally so validating to get to see that and, and just know, yes, I was a part of that, but now I'm free, you know? So Absolutely. It was really nice. Yeah. That's so great. So, you know, you, you emailed me and you were like, I just watched Lula Rich and you basically confirmed what I thought the whole time. And what was that? (laughs) It was a cult. It was, it was just like, I never, I had never been able to connect the dots for myself. And we had previously discussed this, but watching Leah Remini's um, Scientology show um, and seeing like, how culty that was and how bad that was. I was just like, wow, this is so fascinating. This is so cool to watch. And like, it's, it's awful. It's so bad. And then finally seeing Lula Rich and connecting those dots, like, oh my gosh, it was a cult. I was in a cult (laughs) and it it, like, it just totally hits you. And I was like, oh, this is awful. And one other thing that I want to mention that I hadn't yet, that I totally flew past but I I forgot to get in there but um I was thinking about this the other day and you know the hype around LuLaRoe because of the amount of print that would come out and the styles and the women that were like the unicorn hunters and um that people were like they were hardcore about finding LuLaRoe and um there was just always this hype around launches and stuff and so 
I had this theory, like the, the kind of, it's very similar to, I don't know if you are, you know, if you know, but I'm sure you do. Um, there's a very popular bag company and they have something called a Birkin. So it's very similar to, I, I call it to the Lubero Birkin phenomenon. Absolutely. So, <laughs> it, it's like big celebrities like these Birkins, they're stupid bags. They look so basic, but um, they're so expensive and they are sought after because they don't make very many of them. They make limited runs and they're so expensive and you they're like so sought after. And so they're constantly hunting and searching for someone who can provide them with this. And I felt like, wow, that's so similar to all these unicorn hunters and how they would like search out these different prints. And sometimes they would even resell it and like all this stuff. And I'm like, that sounds very familiar. <laughs> so, like it's the Lularo Birkin phenomenon. <laughs> It's wild. I also yeah. compare it to Beanie Babies a lot too. Yes, yes, yes. But it's just crazy. I mean, LuLaRoe was, I feel like a, like almost a big rainbow fog in my life that happened <laughs> um, over a certain amount of time. And I was so young when I got in and like your brain isn't even fully developed until you're like 25. And I was 21, like I was so young and I didn't even know what I was doing with my life. And I just gotten out of a relationship and all this stuff. And I'm like, how did I get sucked in? And then I look back and I'm like, obviously, you know, <laughs> obviously all this stuff was happening and it was easy. It was so easy. So. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I'm so glad that you're out. I mean, you've been out for a long time, but I'm so glad that you're out. And I'm so glad that you enjoyed Lula Rich and that you got stuff out of it and that you felt so validated and empowered to reach out and want to tell your story. It's, I'm so proud of you. And I'm sure everybody listening right now is like, Oh my God, (laughs) I want to tell my story too. Um, it's it's so good, right? Keep telling your guys' stories on social media. Keep it up. Absolutely. It just feels really good to be able to talk about it because although I am in therapy and I get to talk about this stuff with my therapist, it's just like, it feels really good to be able to talk about it outwardly because you were never encouraged to say anything negative about the company. You just couldn't because you were negative and we don't want anything negative associated with the company. We're happy here. And, you know, we're, we, we, we want to encourage all of these happy emotions and we don't, we don't want anything negative because that's just going to take away from your brand and your business. That's just going to take away from it. Don't pay attention to the anything negative because you need to focus on all of, all of your energy on the positive. And that's how, that's how Deanne is all the time. Like being, being, being positive, super like hyperactive positive. And I just feel like she's kind of this beacon that LuLaRoe, all the women in LuLaRoe kind of look to as this beacon of positivity. And that's how she's touted. And Mark is kind of behind the scenes being the little puppeteer. And she's just in the front being this positive beacon. And everybody, oh, everybody look at Deanne. She's positive. This, you, this is all that you can get through LuLaRoe. This is all that you can become. This is all the money that you can get. Make money. And then Mark is behind the scenes doing all of the devious stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I feel too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, always oh, like beauty and like the puppet master. <laughs> yeah. 
One other thing I want to touch on um, before we finish, I don't know how long this will be, but one other thing I wanted to say is that um, I had gone to a Christmas party because our mentor had put on a Christmas party for us in December of 2016, I believe. And it was so funny. You know, a lot of the women in this company are slash were white, like a lot. And that's just the truth. Um, and so I went to this, I went to this party and one of the coaches there, we were getting together for a picture. There's like six girls in a picture and she pulled me over and she's like, Malin, we need you to come over here to break up all the blonde. <laughs> and like, you can't see me. This is a, this is not a visual medium, but I have very like dark brown curly hair. Um, so there was like literally six women together, all blonde. And I'm the only one with the dark brown hair and like, I'm Hispanic and white. So like, <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> it was just crazy. And that's, that was like another thing for me too, was like, there's barely any, um, what do you call that? Uh, like there's not very representation? much representation. Yeah. It's just. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. And every once in a while, you'll see like a person of color in their ads or whatever. And it's just like, this is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, and this was something that I talked about once and I've talked about multiple times is LuLaRoe and their tokenism was so blatant for anybody who was paying attention. If you had anything, quote unquote, special about you, they would exploit you for that. And it broke my heart because these women couldn't see it. And right. it just, it broke my heart. Um, knowing yeah. that they were being used as pawns in Lularo's game and narrative to just get more people involved. Like, look, we're so inclusive. Oh, look, but you know who they are. You see what they do behind the scenes. You, you see the second face that they have. Yeah. They put out those leggings, but then they say that they have, you know, representation. You don't do Oh yeah, that was awful. No, you don't do those things. You can't do that. Yeah, that was really, really awful. And that was another thing for me, like, okay, 
I don't know if I can, like, I, like, things like that were happening with the, the monkey face leggings and stuff, and I was like, this is not what I want to be a part of, and especially when they had that, um, they had that falling out with the NDSS scandal. Yes, yes, that's when I, when they had that as well, I was just like, this is so bad, and I can't believe that I'm a part of this, and that I'm representing this, um, but anyway, when I did wind up leaving, um, I think a lot of women felt this, where um, they were immediately deleted from everything, all the chats, all of the groups, immediately blocked from everything, um, like, I could still reach out to people, but, like, did I want to? No, <laughs> and did they want to reach out to me? No, because, I was a negative and I was not going to tell them anything good for their business. And even after I got out, I was still getting like um, invitations to some parties and open houses and stuff. And, and I, at one point had to tell this retailer that was a friend of mine, I was like, I'm sorry, like, I can't come to any of your open houses anymore. Um, like LuLaRoe has totally and royally screwed me over and I can't, support that anymore like I love you as a human being but if that's your bag and you want to continue to do that sure but I can I just can't and I'm sorry I, I can't do that for you so um she didn't send me anything else after that <laughs> but definitely experienced some of that like shunning and like you can't be a part of this group anymore and you know that kind of thing which another is another like cult tactic and yeah. I definitely recognize that after the fact <laughs> I know. Isn't it wild? It's so crazy yeah. to like be out. I don't know if you've checked out Stephen Hassan's bite model, but when I was reading down that, those lists, I was just like, okay, yeah, nope. I was definitely in a cult. Like there is no question about it now. Yeah. I haven't looked into that, but I do want to. And I, I know you recommended, I think his book or something. Uh, or... Robert Fitzpatrick's book, Ponzi-nomics. And yes. I just got Stephen's new book, which is called Cult of Trump. And I'm going to read it. It's all about the culty aspect of everything that's been going on in our culture lately. So I'm interested to, mm. to read that as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I do want to read those books. And <laughs> I remember being told to read books in LuLaRoe and I never did. Um, they were always like motivational type of books and like this motivational speaker or Rachel Hollis or something like that. And I'm like, I just don't have any interest in that. Um, <laughs> I was just like, I'm trying to focus my energy on my business. I don't need to sit and read because I barely have enough time for my actual business. Quote unquote. Like I, I'm trying to really hard at this. And even though, you know, you want me to read this book, like I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely felt like um it was super pushed when we did trainings or convention or even like super saturdays that like sponsors or coaches or whoever would set up um like you got to make sure and you know get the opportunity out there um it's it's such a big deal to you know you want to be able to present people with the opportunity take take leggings with you when you go to the grocery store like I gave a pair of leggings to my doctor at one point like, <laughs> <laughs> like what am I doing <laughs> um and that was so uncomfortable for me I did not like doing that like I liked the the fashion side of it where I was putting together these cute little outfits and although the prints were ugly I was like well I can match this stuff I can make this work and every time we would have like a launch, I was, you know, waiting for hours, trying to get 
to anything that I could from those launches. And I didn't get anything from Noir. I remember I didn't get anything from Noir. And so I was just like, okay, well, what can I do? I'm going to find any piece in my current inventory that has black or has gray or anything. And I'll do like a black and white sale instead. So like, I was really like pushing. I knew I was. And, um, and even like for Halloween launches, for Christmas launches, elegant, anything, um, I was always trying. I always wanted to to get just a little bit. And even if I couldn't, I was going to try and get some from, from another retailer so that I could provide to my group. Um, and that was like the only thing that people wanted to be interested in anymore was the launches because they had like actually okay prints from time to time and like they were shiny or they had like Disney and like that was a big deal. And I actually did get some of the Disney stuff. So, um, and I wasn't at that Disney launch at Disneyland, but I, you know, I did get Disney and I was looking back at some of my messages with my sponsor and I was like, am I allowed to say this about the Disney stuff? Am I allowed to post this? And we had so many rules around what we could and couldn't do for Disney specifically and for, you know, other things in the, in the group. I think, I think at one point, I'm trying to remember, but uh, I think we were told like, you can't sell and buy, sell trade pages um because there was too many things going wrong with that and um one of the uh retailers that I knew that I swapped with pretty regularly she was like oh I was getting a lot of my sales from buy sell trade pages and now we can't do that anymore so like just going over all these things and seeing you can't do that you can't do that and this is not going to be beneficial for your business and here's why you like it's not your business <laughs> like, now seeing it I'm like oh my gosh I never owned anything and they try to like make it seem like you own this this is all for you and especially if you're a mom this is this is what you get to do with your time and you're building this business for yourself and your family it's like no you're just taking money from me <laughs> like that's all it is and I'm taking away from my family you know so that's just like a really bitter pill to swallow after a long time of seeing that happen to other people. And I had so many friends that lost so much more money than I did. And like, I had another retailer friend that lost like over 20 grand in, in inventory and stuff. So it was just a lot, a lot. Like I, I knew so many women that went through that. So just the fact that we get to come here now and discuss it openly because so many people have this story and because now so many retailers are out and it's way more than are than are actually in now <laughs> it's it's just crazy and um I don't know how long it's going to take for LuLaRoe to have its actual downfall or if it will I hope it does but I don't know when, when that's going to be and I don't know if you remember this at all, but in Leah Remini's show, um, and I actually listened to her podcast as well, um, she had mentioned, or somebody else, maybe it was um, Mike Render had mentioned this or something, but um, one of them said, like, maybe it's more beneficial for their mental health to be in it still than to come out of it. Because then, like, you come out of it and you realize, holy shit, I was a part of this thing that was so detrimental to so many people. And maybe they're not ready yet, you know, because yeah. that, for us, like all of us that are out of it and we are, we've had that time, like, oh my gosh, it was so de detrimental. Um, like for the people that are still in it, like they, they still need that time. 
you know, and like, who are we to take that away? But here we are to provide the facts, you know? Yeah. I mean, I absolutely agree with you. There are definitely people that are in that know what's going on, that see what's going on, that watched Lula Rich and said, oh my God, yes, I know. I don't know how to get out of this. And I know some of those people listen to this podcast and I want them to know that it's okay to be scared. It's okay to have questions. It's okay to feel stuck and not know what to do next. There's all kinds of resources. You know, there's lots of survivors out there that will talk to you and keep your secret while you figure out the next steps. So, you know, you don't ever, ever have to feel like you're stuck in something that you can't get out of because you're financially indebted or something. There are ways out. There are people out there that have been there and done that and they want to help you. So if what I just said resonates and you're like, oh my God, okay, that's my sign. This is time. Let's do this. Reach out, reach out to somebody, if not me, somebody else, but reach out to one of us, someone out there and, and ask for help. The first step is the hardest step to take. I promise, but it is, it is so much better on the side. I promise you that too. Absolutely. I could not agree more because after I left LuLaRoe and Agnes Nora, I should say, after I got out of that whole MLM scheme, I worked a normal job and I say normal because it is a normal job, the nine to five. Um, and I, I went back to school and I got my paralegal certificate. And so now I'm a certified paralegal. Um, and I, there's like, there's nuances behind calling yourself a paralegal. You have to actually work underneath an attorney to be called a paralegal. I'm technically a legal assistant, but because I went to school, I'm certified to be able to be a paralegal. So I worked at an actual law firm for a little over a year and it was a family law firm. And so I did a lot of, um, a lot of divorce, a lot of um, like custody stuff. And that was really high stress. Um, and so then I wound up moving to the city that I'm in now, which is about two hours away from where that job was. And that was because I was moving to, to be closer with my now fiance. So, and it was also for a job opportunity. I got to, I now work for, it's a legal assistant office. We're not a law firm. We don't give legal advice, but we prepare documentation for people that can't hire attorneys or that don't want to. Um, or they don't need to. So much less low stress. I get to work from home. I absolutely love it. Um, It's just provided such a good opportunity for me. And this is where I found my passion. Um, Because I, I actually thought about becoming a lawyer multiple times and going to law school, but I decided against it because I really just like this side of it the best. I don't want to litigate in court for somebody because then you everybody hates lawyers <laughs> um and you really have this huge burden when you're a lawyer you carry all of these people's issues and you're responsible for a lot of stuff so i was just like mm, i don't know that i want that but i love the legal side of it and doing all the documentation and stuff and it makes me feel good to be able to do that and help people so that's how i am doing now that's what i do now and i actually am pretty successful at what i do and i'm making far more money than i ever did in LuLaRoe, which is so sad to say <laughs> and yes i am still in debt you know i have a wedding to pay for now because i have a fiance so i have a wedding to pay for in 2022 but i'm happy that 
through this relationship, I mean, he was with me the entire time I was in LuLaRoe. Well, not the entire time, but the, the entire time I was getting out of LuLaRoe and getting into Agnes and Dora and getting out of Agnes and Dora and having my normal job and going to school. And he was very encouraging the entire time. And his, my fiance's, um, De, like degree in school is like for finances he he was meant to be like a, a financial analyst or forecaster or whatever and he was going to work at Merrill Lynch and the whole nine um but he decided to work for the government instead so he he works at a base close by where we live and um it's just it's been really good and so I just am really happy that both of us can work from home and we have our our dog and our cat and it's been it's been really good so I'm, I'm actually happy now <laughs> and I'm in therapy <laughs> that's amazing yeah. I love to hear that congratulations so, on the engagement too thank you appreciate that that happened in June <laughs> I don't know I want to say that because of LuLaRoe all of this stuff all this stuff happened in my life you know like it was just a part, it was just a chapter in my life. And although to me it seemed shameful and that it, it seemed like a big deal, I, you know, we've moved past it. And, you know, now we get to advocate and say, you know, what actually happened. So it's good, I'm happy now. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Okay, so at the very end, we like to do these little rapid fire questions. Um, are okay. you ready? I'm ready. One word to describe how you feel about LuLaRoe. Deceptive. Deceptive. A warning to somebody who wants to join LuLaRoe. And let me tell you guys, I'm seeing screenshots. People are actually still joining, even after <laughs> LuLaRoe came out. So please give someone <laughs> a warning that they might listen to. So I know that a lot, I've heard these questions and I know that everybody's just saying, don't, don't join the world. It's true. Don't join the LuLaRoe. But, you know, I, I know that like saying stuff with force um, is like, and because of your anger of the past, it doesn't really help somebody to not join. Or, you know, they don't know, well, what if it's like, what if it's different for me? You know, no, it's not going to be different for you, hon. It's not. <laughs> um, you will probably experience exactly what we experienced, if not worse, because it's kind of coming crashing down. So I would just say, do your research, be careful. Um, don't just, you know, get excited because you saw a piece of clothing and you wanted to join do your research, please. That's what I would have to say. That's my warning. Please do your research. That's the biggest thing I could say. What is your worst memory of LuLaRoe? Oh gosh, there were so many. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think my worst memory was when I was quitting and I was on the phone with that representative um, who was with LuLaRoe and I was told like no you 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 didn't send it to the right email you'll have to send it to this one and you'll have to wait another month and a half or whatever and I just broke down because I was like I can't believe this is happening and then I had just found out that they were not going to do the buyback and it kind of just crushed me because of like blow after blow you know you're you're upset and you're disappointed that LuLaRoe was doing all this stuff that was so bad and shady and you felt guilty already for being a part of that 
And then on top of that, they were going to be like, nope, we're not going to take back the stuff. And so I, that was probably one of my worst moments. Um, I was pretty low <laughs> at that point. And I remember talking to my sponsor about it and she, um, she was like, well, I think that part of it was because some women were just sending back boxes and they had actual shit in the boxes because they were so pissed off at LuLaRoe. And so because there was, um, because there was so much stuff like that coming back to LuLaRoe, they were over it and they decided not to do it anymore. And I'm like, really? <laughs> it's amazing so, the yeah. lies that they will believe LuLaRoe tells them, huh? Yeah. But that's probably one of my worst memories from LuLaRoe because it was just really sad. And I know that I, I look back at texts as well, where I was really depressed and I had lost my grandpa and there was a lot in my life that was going on and I was really low at multiple times. And I just felt so pressured to continue. So, yeah. What is the hardest lesson that you learned while you were in LuLaRoe? Um, so having to face yourself after the fact and even though you're going to get the I told you so's and the, yeah, you should never have been in that. And I knew from the beginning and all of that stuff, you're going to get that. But, you know, having to face yourself and forgive yourself and like really come to terms with the fact that all of that happened and you were a part of it and you contributed, you absolutely contributed. Like just learning that and coming to terms with that was probably the hardest lesson for me. And then our favorite question, the positive takeaway. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I did meet some really cool ladies. Um, and I think that for me being able to kind of get out of my bubble as an introvert and push myself to do things that I feel like I never probably would have done, um, was probably the most positive thing for me because I would not have just pushed myself to go to Las Vegas over for one day. And on the way back, I, I drove another six hours back same day. Like, <laughs> So I would not have ever done stuff like that. So I feel like because I had the energy and the drive to do that stuff, like that was a positive thing for me to, to push myself to do those things. So, yeah. I love it. Stepping out of your comfort zone and expanding your horizons a little bit. It's a great yeah, one. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking your time to talk to me. This has been incredible. Thank you so much for corroborating so many women's stories tonight telling these stories and having people listen to them. I will tell you, I will get all kinds of messages about this saying, thank you so much. So I'm going to tell you preemptively, thank you so much for all of the people you're about to help when this goes live. That like, that just makes my heart warm because like, it's a, re it's a really emotional thing to have gone through all of this stuff and have not been able to really say anything about it because you were pressured so hard to not. And being able to actually like talk about it freely and to be validated. It's just such an emotional thing and it's so special. And it's just like, wow, all these other women are going through this stuff and we're kind of like in it together in a weird kind of way, especially in like the defective group. <laughs> right. Um, it's just like this yeah. weird band of misfits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we want to see, we want to see the downfall of, of these kind of companies that are doing so many bad things and getting away with so many things. So I think it's just really great that it's all coming to fruition. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you so much. This was wonderful. 
You are Absolutely. beautiful and lovely. And I am so happy that you came into my life. Absolutely. And thank you so much too. I was honestly shocked at how quickly you got back to me about being on. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's not like crazy busy and she didn't take a month to get back to me. <laughs> oh, I am totally crazy busy, but I'm telling people if you email me and I'm at the computer when you email me and, and you're getting back to me quickly, like we can make it, we can make it happen fast. Yeah. <laughs> I was so sometimes pleased. I'm really quick and sometimes I take forever, but I am getting back <laughs> to everybody as, as fast as I possibly can. But your story just like jumped out at me. And I really want to tell these LuLaRoe stories while the iron is hot. And yeah, and I just connected to you. And I thought that you just needed to, to have the opportunity to share your story too. So well, thank you. That's, I really that's really one of the it. reasons why that I just was like, oh my God, I have to respond right now. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And I thank you for taking your time because I, I know you are busy. And I, I really do thank you for taking your time to, to talk to us, not just me, but all the other women that have already called and talked to you or that will talk to you in the future and get their stories heard. It just feels so good. And I just want to say thank you to you for being that voice and for being that person for all of us. And, you know, you were in the documentary, you were in the Vice documentary as well. So it just feels really good to be able to discuss it. and. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy we're helping so many women. I cannot wait until um, I've got a Lula bro that is ready to talk. So yes. I'm waiting on that one, guys. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. Um, one really quick thing that I totally forgot that just when you said that popped into my brain. I had a little brother at the time and I wouldn't, I would drag him to take, to do pictures and like Randy's and Patrick's and stuff <laughs> so that I could advertise them and get rid of those things. I just remember that. That's right his now. heart for me. I, I know. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but anyway, um, thank you again. This was so like invigorating and just freeing and I really appreciate it. And I hope that you get to talk to another I talked to a lot of other women about this and they get to share their stories as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.